0: Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome, new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's easy to use. Because it's safe and secure. And because you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game to make yourself a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in, and if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Against Odds so they know I sent you. Take it away, boss tones! against the lot part of the extra points podcast network cousins out come on a monday morning spaghetti and meatballs no no spaghetti i screwed up he's on a plane coming back from hawaii we'll talk to him tomorrow but mikey meatballs is here fiddling with the knobs as always Babyface joel solomon producing this mess and joining me as always my wizards of wagering my gurus of gambling my barons of betting my overlords of the odds a degenerate trifecta harry brother bry darren the parlay kid what is happening fellas what's going on Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Boy, I love this time of year. I mean, really, we just got over Memorial Day. I hope everyone had a happy and healthy Memorial Day weekend. And now we have NBA Finals starting up Thursday. NHL Semifinals down to four teams. That starts up tonight. Uh, There's some fantasy craziness going on in the Major League Baseball, although it has nothing to do with fantasy baseball. We're going to get to that. And tennis this morning, I'm looking... This is no good. All right, so I have Alcaraz. He's down 2-1 in the tiebreak here, and he's serving. I have him parlayed with Jokovic. Uh, Lots of fun, but most importantly, fellas, it's 100 days. Today marks 100 days till the first Thursday night football game. Rams and Bills. I feel like we've neglected football. I know we're down to two NBA teams and four hockey teams. Mike Lombardi is on in a bit to get us on track, right, Parley Kid? That's where it happens. Football. Let's get there already.
1: Yeah, that's where it happens, Sal. So it'll, it'll be here before you know it, before
0: know. you know it. Oh, it's going to go so fast. All right, there you go. So like I said, we'll hit NBA, we'll hit NHL, baseball stuff going on. But right now, it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta and what we call bed aches. When
2: a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad ache It's a bed ache
0: all right. So, as I mentioned, we have the tennis going on every morning, French Open. So, on the West Coast, you wake up, there's games, mid games, games about to start, lots of fun matchups. I take Iga Svatek, right? Is that how you say it? Over Zhang. I have heard a win in the first set parlayed with two Memorial Day matinee baseball games. And I don't even have to tell you the result of the ball games. They both won. Okay. But before that, I have the Polish princess, the number one seed just to win the first set. She goes out there. She's up three, nothing. It takes her 12 minutes. I think it was 40 love for 12 minutes to go up three, nothing. Then she's up four, two. And I'm leaving my kids tournament. I'm leaving the Marriott. I have the whole family packed. Uh, we'll get to that later, but we're leaving the lot. And I watched I as like, right, I just want to watch one more game on my phone. She goes up five, two. I'm like, great. I have an hour drive home. She's up five, two. I'm going to win the first set. I get home. My wife's like, oh, I don't have the keys to my car. So I have keys to the car. She has keys to the car. She left her keys with the valet. Valet never gave us her keys back. So I'm steaming mad because oh, I know oh. this. I know now someone's gonna have to drive back or something. So I'm looking for the number for the Marriott Valet online. And as I'm there, I'm like, you know what? I might as well check out, see how I did in the first set. What was it? Six two, six three, six, four, <laughs> worst case. No, seven, six. She loses seven six. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was that tiebreaker. Wow. The baseball games win. And then she rolls, of course, 6-0, 6-2. <laughs> 6-0, <I know>. No <laughs> win, a loss. And we still don't have the and keys. That's my oh. bet ache. Harry, you got one as
2: well? Yeah. Not, I'm sorry, Sal. That's pretty good. I mean, look, yeah. it's a good thing you didn't check the score while you're driving, I guess, right? I know. I mean, Maybe I
0: could have. Maybe it would have been easier. Yeah.
2: Well, well, I know that you had a uh, you had a little bit on another one here with golf. I had Scheffler, you had Scheffler. I had him at twelve to one. I had him eight to one. Top American. Um, and on Sunday, I just, it just seems like it never goes right on Sunday. He goes plus two on Sunday <laughs> when he was right there in the lead. He had no birdies all day, but still somehow he, you know, backed into a uh, a playoff against um, uh, Sam Burns, who shot a sixty-five on Sunday, and it couldn't. And he was, and he had to wait like an hour, hour and a half until then everyone else finished through at least. Right. So, so I thought, all right, maybe I got to still, maybe got to still a chance on 17 and 18 to birdie Scheffler doesn't do it. So he gets in the, uh, in the playoff. Uh, and I back Sam Burns for the masters too. And he sucked for the masters when we went over golf there too. And just like first playoff hole, you know, he's got a decent shot and not, not a great shot for birdie Scheffler, but um, Burns is off the green and he's still putting on a little bit of a hill. And it's unbelievable. He makes the pot, and then Schaffter misses, insane. and uh, just like that, bam, lose.
0: Insane. Well, at least Brother Bryd benefited off that. I know he bet Burns uh, earlier in the day, mm-hmm. Sunday. You guys don't have bed aches, Polly kid? You have one? Well, I
1: mean, I, you know, my only thing close would be, and and uh, it was very short lived. I had Varner at like forty to one to <laughs> yeah. win that uh, tournament. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. And um, you know, he was up for a, a fleeting moment. <laughs> Uh, right? I mean, really, it was, it was like was tight, and went, tied, went, no, to 10 to Nobody has ever gone from 10 under to one to, under. Uh, I, I, did he even yeah. finish one under or was well, he, I, even? I, he,
3: he, I he even? He finished even, but yeah. Wow. I, no,
1: I, I, so quickly. There's nobody. Brian <laughs> wow. would tell you his scores. He went 13 12, 13, 14
2: went triple, double, triple. Yep. Yeah. So bad. Boom, boom, boom.
1: So, I mean, is that my bet? I mean, that's probably worse for Varner than me, to be honest. Uh, I don't parents, know.
0: So. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> we'll have him on the show. We'll compare the angles. Oh anguish. man!
1: He like, to so do I that. thought you were on Varner too. I, I was too. At some I had point. a little
0: on him, but I was I wasn't watching at that point. I was going by you oh, guys. But, well, yes, I think
3: um, that uh, I think you live got him though. Like right before he yeah, went, yeah, it was like he four to one, yeah. Yeah. but He was literally about. He was a yeah, little bit nine feet away. I mean, that's right. how hard it was to putt the other day. It was nine feet away and he four putted. It was one of those he just kept hitting <clears> it back and forth past the hole. It's just, oh. I always find that hysterical. Oh. That, yeah, that, that,
0: I mean, that's the one thing. Like, we could say, yeah, just bet the other side whatever I do. But it's even more important when I live bet some something. Bet the other side immediately mm. after that. That's where you really could cash in there. All right, Brian, you didn't have anything you, no, you well, I, burns. no,
3: I still, no, I still had, I had Scheffler too, because I will say, so I bet him, uh, like Harry, I bet him at 11 to one before the tournament. Mm-hmm. I bet him at eight to one, I live bet him on Thursday at eight to one after he had a couple of first good holes. I put a ton of money on him Sunday at like minus minus one twenty to win it again. Yep. Then uh, throughout the day I'm getting dumb like I'm live betting Stallings he was like at 10 to 1 at one point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I have all of these bets. But the one thing I will say what I ended up doing is on 12 or 13 I was kind of like all right nobody's nobody's birding from here on out. It was so hard so hard at that point in time. So I live bet Burns at like even money. Mm-hmm. I put the mo- the largest live bet I've ever put on golf for sure. Wow. And then Scheffler had those three or four great saves. They go to the playoff and Burns wins, but at yeah. the end of the at the end of the day, because of that, I I broke even. And if I right. if Sheff- if Scheffler would have won though, I would have won a ton of money. So yeah. like, it's it's one of those like. I can't complain I did the right thing I guess at the end of the day but yeah. um, I, I stood to win a good amount of well, money there. there you go those are all good stories I just need the
0: Marriott to send me my keys by the <laughs> way my bet, my betting of the week
3: is going to be when
0: some shithead employee some uh, valet at the Marriott breaks into my house and takes all my valuables because <laughs> they have my keys now. Alright there you go. <laughs> bet Let's play the music again Mikey Meatballs
4: When a makes you sick
0: and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad day, it's a bad day,
2: it's a bad day.
0: Yes, BetX is brought to you by PropSwap America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. The NBA and NHL playoffs are coming down to the home stretch. PropSwap is the best place to cash in on the postseason. You could always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Use promo code ODDS when you make your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds go to propswap.com or download the free prop swap app today and now time for another edition of the extra prop of the week this week's prop focuses on game one of the nba finals what will be the number for steph curry three pointers made plus jason tatum rebounds interesting uh harry you want to guess 11 11's probably good. Steph's averaging four and Tatum seven rebounds per game. So yeah, in there the playoffs. So there you Not go. Send you tweet us your guess at extra points, Pod and at prop swap using the hashtag hashtag extra prop. You must be following both accounts to win the winner. Receives a hundred dollar warriors championship ticket courtesy of prop swap. Go to propswap.com or download the the free prop swap app today. Prop swap where America Buys and sells sports bets. All right, let me check in on this real quick. Oh, so, it was just six five. Alcaraz.
3: Yeah, he, he was serving. He was serving Sal for the set, and now yeah. he's down, he's down seven six now and, and, he, and, he and Oh, no. oh and why are you doing serve. this to yourself? Come oh, on, I gotta
0: shut this <laughs> off. You
3: know, it's funny, Sal. They've I've been following it. They're like they're they keep losing it on their own serves. Like right. at every point, I know, they're they keep breaking losing.
0: each other on the. And the, uh, oh, man, the tiebreaker. I just going to watch this one serve here. So Aljarez, does he serve now? Oh, no. He no, he's got one more. Oh, uh, shit. All right. We, let's talk <laughs> NBA. We got Mike Lombardi coming on. We can't keep him waiting. He's an important man. Uh, NBA, though, Celtics Sunday beat the Heat in Game 7, 196 they move on. It was a furious comeback by the Heat. I mean, they were left for dead, right? They were down by at least 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17, somewhere in there. They came back. And what's interesting is they came back and they were six for 30. We always see a team in all these games right. just horrible from behind the arc. And that was it. Uh, they were six for 30, but still had a chance. Butler takes it three with a few seconds left to put them up. Parley kid i have no problem with it there might have no. been a better option uh taking it to the hoop and drawing a foul from horford i don't know everyone assumes yeah he would have taken it to the hoop would have drawn a foul from horford he would have made both free throws and the celtics would have come down and uh and done nothing and then miami would have won an overtime i love i love how everyone spells out the rest of the game if paul yeah. just not <laughs> passed up the three but i was okay with it
1: yeah i think um you know uh, a, an aggressive mistake is really not a mistake in my book right when right. You're being aggressive uh he shot he shot the ball with conviction mm-hmm. he shot it in pretty good rhythm uh was it the right thing he probably should have taken the ball to the hoop but i still think the way he managed himself there again it wasn't there was no hesitation in his game so Uh, And I wouldn't question anything. Butler did any anyway. He was the outstanding player in the series. So I'm not going to call him out on that. I, I, you know, I think that was, it was gutsy. It was gutsy. I think Brian made a great point though. No, the (laughs) three pointers that Butler has hit in his career, Miami, like 83 pointers in like three years.
3: Yeah, he yeah. really it was, was one
0: for three there, but he had hit one in transition, not yeah. not long yeah, before. I, that, right. That's a weird there. Yeah. But
1: like I said, he shot it with a lot of confidence. It, it wasn't like it
0: was. He shot it was an with open confidence. shot. If you look at the still of him in the air, it's a good shot. It's
1: when not he not like shot a it, shot. I thought it was going in. I but, thought but, it was but going you know in.
2: You know what? D, when yeah. when he when he made the right before he made the decision to shoot, he had Horford on his heels. He, Horford he wasn't set. Was he wasn't ready and he had the whole left side to drive in the paint to take it to the rack and probably get fouled. Yeah, but who knows what would I maybe I don't maybe know. Maybe Halford makes a great defensive play, but I am not I'm not uh yeah, but he's definitely him. making
0: just, both free throws. The Celtics are definitely
2: not scoring. Mean, no, no, no. no, listen, Sal, I'm not rewriting the rest of the game in that situation. But yeah. I just think but I'm also you know, take the three, why not? You're the man.
1: And, well, like you said, and he had hawford on his I mean Hawford wasn't anywhere near him. To, 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 but he uh, would have
2: been the only defender if he would have changed proved.
1: that shot, though. Like he, it was an open shot. I mean, the yeah. way the NBA is right now, yeah. right? Everybody on the floor is capable of shooting a three. Why can't the guy who's averaging 30 plus points a game in the series? And you know, it was his
0: three. 48th oh, no. minute. He probably didn't want to play overtime. There probably was a little something to that too. And you know, also look at the shots okay. he made in game six. There was a guys in his yeah. face with point 0.4 on the shot clock. Like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, it's Van, take Van, an open three Van Gundy
2: made a great point there too. At the end, he's like, look, oh. bottom line is Miami wants to live by the three. They'll die by the three. And that's what just happened.
0: Yeah. true. Uh, Wow, I don't know how he did it, Vanga. How did he figure that out? Uh, Harry, how did you figure out? <laughs> Harry wants credit for giving out Tatum MVP. We were terrible with our <laughs> this round, these picks. But um, I do think, uh, you know, you guys had Jalen Brown, the brothers, right, for MVP? Yeah. What, what mm-hmm. odds did you get on him? That was 50. fifty. yeah. Yeah, it's tough wow. because... They, they, go ahead, Harry. Defend your pick. I mean, he won. I, we never uh, I was going to say, this, he but.
2: did have no, He did have that one bad game where he only had 10 points, but he did have 22 points or more in six of the seven games. He averaged eight and a half boards, six assists in the series. Uh, in game seven, he went for 26, 10, and six on the road. And Butler, and a lot of people want to say maybe he'd still give it to Butler because of how he played in the series overall. But in games three, four, and five, he had eight, six, and 13 points. He had zero double-doubles in the series.
0: Tatum had two. I know. I'll say this, though. Here's the distinction. If you want to believe that Butler played great when he was not injured, that, now you got to figure out who's injured and what. But when Butler wasn't hurt, he was phenomenal, right? Like yeah. Tatum had three games, Harry. Three for 14, seven for 20, uh, and nine for 21. You're right. Mm-hmm. He did, did it on the other end, you know, rebounds, average 25, eight, and g- five.
2: I mean, how are you supposed to, in game five, uh, in game five, um, Butler looked like he uh, couldn't even move. But yeah. In right. Game six. He just goes, he goes off yeah. for it was crazy. So I don't know.
0: I don't know so, either. Uh, what it does tell me is if the Celtics win Tatum's getting MVP in the next series too, because I, I don't think anything else really matters. So if you like the Celtics and we'll get to our official picks later in the week, but you could take the plus plus one seventy five on think on Tatum MVP mm. versus plus plus one thirty five. Brian, I want to talk about, we discussed it on extra points. Uh, Struce hits a three. They they review it. I, <laughs> they say he's um. He, they say his foot was out of bounds. They take the three off the board. We've seen this with threes and twos like, no, it was a two. It ended up being a three. They looked at it. You know, it was uh, it was at a stage in the game where I don't know. They were down between seven and ten. So you could say, well, we would they would have played differently. I don't know if you could use that excuse. I just don't know about overturning it. And that forget about that situation. I, but I don't think we saw it, enough. Like- didn't I didn't see enough. I mean,
3: I don't know how they can decide that, right? Where, where we saw a game early in the playoffs, right, where we got screwed late because yeah. nobody chat where Kerr right didn't challenge it or it wasn't a reviewable play, the out of bounds play in that one game, right? But then they can go back here and reverse something that's four or five minutes old. And the thing that sucked for the Heat, I mean, I benefited because I had the Celtics in that game, but. What the thing? The Heat made a nice little run, I think, to cut it to like eight or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. then there was a timeout or something. Then all of a sudden, you know, I think the Celtics score. They put the three. They take the three away. Now it's thirteen again, and you're like, oh shit! Like you yeah. just you thought you had that run, and now you're right point. back so And we're not even sure if Stroess yeah. was really out of bounds. That was the thing, right? Yeah. I so then, yeah, this you can't things, tell, sure.
2: you can't tell for sure. It, it was looked out of like it, but you couldn't tell for sure
0: so did they get it right is one thing. Uh, uh, should they be able to go back Is the other, I'm all over the place. I'm all for fairness. If, it, like I said, if he's got a, a full foot out of bounds, you don't want the heat to go to the finals because of that. Right. Probably kid. But man, oh man, that was uh, as far as the specific call itself. I don't think it's right.
1: Not a call The call. Um, Whatever you want to say about the call, there's the timing of it was just terrible. So yeah. I mean, it's that's that's the bottom line. Uh, talk about, uh, and it did. I think it's very easy to say it, ch- it could have certainly changed the game, but um, I think the better team won with the Celtics. So yeah, that's the better
0: team won. Better the team one, won. The one the networks won. Want one? I mean, it's a weird thing how they can't really close it out on the at home, but they. Mm. They do a great job on the road, which will bode well for them because the Warriors have home court advantage and they can't lose at home. I'm wondering yeah, well, if the right team is favored, though. The Warriors are minus 160. Take back for the Celtics is plus 130. I'm going to say no. I think oh. it should be at least a little closer. I think it should be about minus 120. Say what you will about the Celtics and their horrible fans. Um, they went through Brooklyn. They, they dispatched of KD and, and, and that, that nonsense I mean, it really took them out easily. They beat the defending champs and Giannis, perhaps the best player in the game. Uh, and then a, a struggle against the Heat, very physical, like they've been through all kinds of series and now they're playing Golden State. They, they kick the crap. You might not like regular season tallies or, or anything like that, but uh, the Warriors, uh, they've won six out of seven, the Celtics against the Warriors. And they've helped Golden State to thirty percent from three. We'll get into our picks, but just right off the bat, Harry is the right team favorite.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think look, uh, everyone loves Curry. They have the titles to back it up at, at minus one. Well, what do you say minus one sixty? Right. Yeah. Um, Boston just had a struggle through seven games. I mean, who knows if everyone is fully one hundred percent healthy here with Boston still moving into this one? And Warriors haven't lost at home in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, bro. I think the big thing why they're favored here is I uh, look at the roster, 123 combined games of finals experience yeah. and the Celtics have zero. That's, That's right. probably what it's all based
3: on, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, the fact, right. I mean, if if the Celtics were home, obviously, this is probably a little bit of a pick them here, sure. you know, but I, I will say I still think the Warriors having that really bad game. Right. Again, that one bad game is that game. Really, I that one that game. game has thrown everybody off on the Warriors, right? In terms of like, eh, I'm not sure what the Warriors, but down 55
0: so, points, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But, you know, but the Warriors have been pretty dominant at home and that I will say Boston's been erratic at home. They haven't been good at home. So, yeah. uh, that w- that would be worrisome to me. So, I I think they I think they have it, right?
0: Parlay Kid, uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm not going to ask you who you're taking cuz we have 17 more podcasts this week, but <laughs> the right team that's I don't all. know. Is it Carr? Is it the Warriors Allure? I mean, two out of three, two out of the last three years, the East team is won and the underdog is yeah. one, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think they have this line exactly right, south. It's is exactly okay. where I thought it was gonna be. Um, so I can't argue with it. Uh but look, defense travels. So um the Celtics are gonna play good defense where, where, wherever they're on the road or at home. I think that's why they're capable of winning on the road because Defense is always consistent, right? So if you play good defense, you always have a chance. But I think uh, the Warriors sitting here right where they are at minus 160 for this series is spot on.
0: All right. There you go. All right, Let's take a quick break. We have hockey talk. We have crazy fantasy um, fam against Jock Peterson. Nutty, nuttiness going on this weekend. But right after our quick break, we're going to talk to Mike Lombardi. All right. Let's bring in our guest. There is no off season for him. He loves underdogs and also his actual dogs. And I believe he is the only man in NFL history to get lunch for Al Davis and have dinner with Bill Belichick. That is quite an achievement. The host of the GM Shuffle podcast, our good pal Mike Lombardi is here. Or is he? What's happening, Mike?
4: Not much. It's always good. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Everything's good. Yeah. Lunch. Got lunch for Al the best was always when we would bring them. Was that pizza. the last lunch you ate ever? Because I
0: mean, it looks like you lost like 90 pounds.
4: No, I, uh, I, uh, I, no I've eaten a lot of lunch. Uh, you know, <laughs> I used to get that German chocolate cake to him every day around three o'clock with a diet Pepsi. That was always the best part. Is that right? Wow.
0: But that wasn't the weirdest. I think you told Oh, what did he do? Oh, he had that. She had like mayonnaise on shrimp or something terrible, yeah, right? He
4: loved mayonnaise. He loved 11 French fries. He had a little bit of an eating kind of uh routine <laughs> and he went through there was the uh-huh. so lunch was usually tuna fish uh sandwich uh sometimes chinese sometimes kentucky fried chicken sometimes <laughs> mcdonald's never really <laughs> did you have to eat with
0: him did you like whatever oh, he ate never, because, no? no
4: i never had meals with him because his meal schedule was always re- different you know it was, i see at night, he would eat like at 930, English cut prime rib, shrimp cocktail. <laughs> salad. You know, I'm not eating that at 930. I mean, I'm a fat guy, but I ain't eating that at 930. <laughs> no,
0: you're not a fat guy anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell these people. And they're going to see it when we break out this video. I don't know what the hell you're doing. But um, you have... A hundred days. I don't know if you even know this. It's a hundred days to kick off Lombardi. I, did. I
4: tweeted that out. I'm very excited about that. I mean, and we've still got a lot of ground to cover in the league. We got Baker Mayfield out there. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't know yeah. the Sean. I mean, there's a hundred days to go mm. and, you know, not all family business has been settled. I mean, we haven't had the baptism yet, you know? And so yeah. there's a lot of lingering things going on out there in the national football league.
0: I, I do. Uh, there's like a thousand things I want to talk to you about, but uh, all right, let's talk with that. Deshaun thing, because uh Deshaun Watson, they had uh, the HBO special real sports. They had a couple of the accusers um, speak on the issue. Uh, if you go by Trevor Bauer's deal, they, they Major League Baseball really came down hard on him. Do you think it'll be a similar kind of suspension for Deshaun Watson or what goes on here?
4: You know, I, I mean, I looked at the schedule. The Browns look like they have an easy first four games. I, I mean, you know, I, I have a hard time predicting what the league would do. I mean, you know, Tom Brady got four games for allegedly blowing up footballs and the Patriots lost the first round draft pick, allegedly yeah. blowing up footballs. You know, so I, I can't really predict the disciplinary action by the league and how it relates to the you know, to the other cases. So it's hard for me. I think there is something coming. I did not watch the HBO, so I can't really comment on that. I think the, the it's hard to make a commentary unless you know all the facts in the case. Certainly mm. it, it's important uh, for the commissioner who does admit that he knows all the facts, that they say they're going to make a decision by June, which, you know, he if he does, then he's got to make the right call.
0: Right. Um, I will. By the way, I, I saw that too pretty pretty easy top four or five games for the Browns. You, you smell yeah. a rat a
4: little there? I, you, you... I mean that was my I mean two things hit me with the Browns schedule. They think they're going to trade Baker Mayfield to Carolina because they open up mm-hmm. in Carolina, which certainly is always an appeal. Last year they opened up with the Jets when Sam Darnold went there. And mm-hmm. and then the the, the, quality, the hard the games that they're playing don't seem as hard as you might it might think. So to me that was the two things I thought.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to before I want to talk about my team, the Cowboys and the probably yeah. kids team right there. Uh, Ten and a half wins this season. You know, did they, first of all, did they have to trade Amari Cooper? Did they have to let him go after all this? I think they did. I mean, I think they were
4: disappointed with Amari's love of the game. I think they were disappointed with Lamari, uh, Amari disappearing from games. I and, mean, you, you know, you watched all the Cowboy games. There mm-hmm. times where he just disappeared, and he wasn't the best player on the field. You're paying him $20 million a year. I'm surprised the Browns continued with that contract because, you know, they shopped him around the league for a long time. Nobody wanted to touch that deal. And the Browns did, and they kept it. Now the Browns have been spending ridiculous money. The Watson contract's ridiculous in terms of the guarantee. This Injoku contract has really got you know. Dalton Schultz is the happiest guy in America based on that contract. So, right. uh, you know, the Browns have been spending a, a boatload of money on players. You know, I, I don't. I think Cooper's can be a good player. I think he's inconsistent. I think sometimes the love of the game doesn't always show up in his play. And look, the Cowboys, they've got to get CeeDee Lamb the ball. They have like him. I think the challenge for Dallas, you go back and watch the playoff game against San Francisco.
0: That no, all, I'm not going to do that it.
4: Be, that all yeah, line gotta it. Gotta and mm-hmm. they got to make sure their line's good. You know, they don't have the swing tackle anymore. You know, absolutely, they, they lost that. And now you got to count on, uh, on Smith being healthy for 17 games. I think that's a hard thing to count
0: on. I will say the, the one thing, you know, you say the Browns spent a lot and the Cooper contract was a lot, but then you see the Christian Kirk deal and that really swung things. That's an underrated or underreported, I think, like turning point in the, in the, these offseason signings. It made well, every deal after that a monster, right? The receiver was happy for Christian
4: Kirk. I mean, but that's yeah. Jacksonville. They, they set the market for a lot of guys. I mean, you know, they, mm. that's what they do. They overspend because they feel like they have to. They have to get guys there. And so... You know, for me, uh, you know Christian Kirk's not. He's not even a good. I mean, he's a good two, maybe. He's more mm-hmm. of a three, you know. But to pay him what they paid him, you know, and Marvin Jones was still their leading receiver there last year. When 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 you break it down in terms of targets and in terms of of his ability to make plays, so. You know, look, that's what happens in the marketplace. Guys get a contract. Everybody else wants the deal. That's why Tyree Kill got traded. That's why we saw A.J. Brown get traded. That's why people don't want to spend all that money at times.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Raiders, Brother Bryce Raiders. I know you have, uh, you know, you, you, lo- you love this Raiders team. They're offseason signings. Devontae Adams. Chandler Jones, Josh McDaniels gets the head coaching job. And then they sign. What do you know about this offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi? What are you well,
4: impressed with him? He's got a long way to go, Sal. Long <laughs> long. But, no, I'm I'm we're so proud of him. And you know, he's been able to, he started his career off in New England in, in the personnel department. He's worked his way up. And and going with Josh was good for him because he has an opportunity to continue to learn from Josh, who I think is a really good offensive coordinator, offensive coach. And I think now. He can become more of a head coach. Look, this Raider team's got talent offensively. I think with the moves that they made, that gets Hunter Renfro inside to be the slot receiver, which yeah. is where he'll really excel. They'll move him around like Cooper Cup and get him a chance to get isolated. And then with the outside guys like Adams and Waller, Waller, you know, missing all those games last year, hurt their offense, particularly in the red zone where they weren't very good. And, you know, two years ago, he scored nine touchdowns. They've got to get that play back. But the question marks on the Raiders are the defense. Can they hold up on the defensive front? Are they they good enough at tackle? In a division that's really good, you know, in a division that's really talented and they're going to have to match it. I think Carr has improved under Gruden where he was throwing the ball down the field. I think he'll take a giant step with, with McDaniels just by the way they do things the New England way.
0: I do too. And I, you know, of course we look at through the gambling lens, seven to one to win that West. I kind of think it's a toss. It's more of a toss up than seven to one for the Raiders, a team that made the playoffs, a team that was two yards away from, you know, pulling with a tie with the AFC champ Bengals. Like this is, that's nonsensical odds at seven to one. I'll take it a step further. I think Mick, I mean, what, what a great job. You talked about all those offensive pieces, it really it would be like a top three OC job. Wouldn't you like it forget about if he was ever offered it, if he had to make a list, wouldn't that be one of the top three or four out there? Well, you
4: know, typically you don't get a job that already has an established quarterback. Yeah. Usually when you come into a place as a new staff, they don't have a quarterback. That's why you got fired where this was a little unique. And then they make the move for Adams, which was huge for them. And then mm-hmm. they have Waller on the team who, you know, was really can be the best tight end in all of football. It's a great opportunity for him. I think, you know, last year, most people – if you ask most people about the Raiders, they would say, well, they can run the ball. They couldn't run the ball last year. Josh Jacobs was not very good. Now, he's back for his fifth year. We'll see what they do. They drafted a kid out of Georgia in the fourth round. Yep. Eight. They got to get him going. But I do think – look, the, the West is talented, and, and, and the, the Broncos are the favorite. And what, I think their win total is a 10. I mean, did anybody watch Russ Cook last year? I said this on Beacon. I've said it. I've written this. I mean, if Russ last year, he was cooking at a diner here in Jersey. He wasn't cooking at the like like, no. He was he was he was a line cook. He wasn't. I mean, he rushed for 183 yards, the lowest total in his. Oh yeah. He couldn't make anybody miss in the open field, and he wasn't Russ. Now maybe he'll get all that back, but he wasn't Russ.
0: I'm with you. I'm down on uh, Russell a little bit here. I'm not sure that he, he went to a better situation. We're now, with the Jerry Judy stuff, there could be some off field issues, too. And you're well, right. He got I mean,
4: cleared today. Jerry Judy just got oh, cleared. Oh, did he? All charges. It was okay. dropped. Now, I don't know if the commissioner is going to come in on that, but he got cleared. So, okay. But look, this Denver team's really talented. I mean, e- even though they lost fans, they've got Albert O. I can't say his last name, but he's very talented. That yeah. offensive line's pretty good uh Garrett Bowles leads the league in holding if he can cut back on that that would help but the Williams kids sensational as a running back I mean he's really Mm -hmm. good they've got Mm -hmm. weapons and defensively you know they were they were not as good as I thought they would be last year I mean the Raiders have beaten them consistently yeah uh, yeah and yet the Raiders aren't getting any love from the betting market on that
0: and Mm -hmm. the Raiders beat the Chargers in the last season to make the play like that everyone's a foregone conclusion Charges the most
4: greatest coach in the history of all of football, Staley, decided to, to not play for that. <laughs> I went for it 42 times on fourth down. At some point, somebody's going to say, wait, of what's course. going on
0: here? Uh, one more thing with uh, your son, Mick. Was he there for the Kaepernick tryout? He was there. Yeah, he was. I mean, look, I think Mark Davis
4: has always thought that Kaepernick deserves another chance. Uh, I think that ultimately, when you look around, when Mike Lennon can get a job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mike Glennon has had two jobs as a backup. I mean, whatever you think of Kaepernick and I've never been a huge Kaepernick fan, you know, even when he was coming out of Reno, I thought he didn't have great anticipation, but the mm-hmm. guy's taken a team to the Bowl. He's played in playoff games. He deserves at least a backup job compared to some of the guys that are backups.
0: I don't know. I really don't. I mean, scrap all the political stuff. I mean, he hasn't played in five years. He well, was that, a, 59, a 59% passer when he, when he, well, no, I,
4: I don't disagree with that. I mean, the five years makes it really hard. I mean, yeah. that makes it really hard. You, you don't, you don't leave anything for five years. I mean, I haven't played Tiger Woods on golf in five years. I would be horrible at it if I went back <laughs> <laughs> right. you leave anything for five years, you're going to be the shits. But I was talking about five years ago. Really? So, I mean, that's, you know, and, and look, the political stuff just keep that out of it. I mean, at the mm. end with chip Kelly, he was not very good that I agree with you.
0: Right. There you go. All right. Now, babyface Joel Solomon, here is going to be very upset if I don't mention the Steelers. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to mention them. We're going to go on to something else. No, <laughs> <laughs> who takes the opening snap? You can bet on these things. Trubisky or Pickett. Did they make the right call also with Pickett? I'm not as sure.
4: Pickett's a start starter in the league. Although, you know, they watch Pickett every single day that he shares the building with them. They know him better as, as well as anybody from a character standpoint. I just think in Matt Canada's offense, I think Pickett will be more adaptable than the great MVP Mitch. You know, uh, I think Mitchell's one of these players that if it goes the way you practice it, he'll be effective. If it doesn't, he won't. And mm-hmm. oftentimes in football games, it never goes the way you practice it. So, you know, I'm not an MVP Mitch fan. I don't know. You know, it's funny how guys can rejuvenate their careers. They go to Buffalo, don't play. And all of a sudden he becomes a better player. Like the yeah. we watch him in Chicago. You know, is like, anybody see that game? It's like, we're talking about, they're talking about Chet Holmgren being the first pick in the NBA draft. Did anybody watch him play against Arkansas? Like, yeah, yeah. gotta see that? you know, like at, at some point that we just, we forget the last game of the year.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you're right.
0: Uh, I didn't forget the last game of the year because I was there and the Rams won and they're 11 to one to repeat uh, this year. I gotta say, I think the NFC West now without not because now what happened? Channing came out and said they they really are just waiting for Jimmy G to get healthy before trading him. Basically, right. that all signs are pointing to that. So then you got Trey Lance, you have an unhappy Kyler Murray, and what am I missing? Uh, Russell the, Wilson's the, gone. Russell Wilson's hey, gone, hey, in Denver. You, you got Lock, Drew Lock. You got Drew Lock and Gino.
4: I mean, Gino the man. I, there in, in, in Seattle. I mean, I don't know how they go to practice every day and look at the quarterback and see the situation in Seattle and don't yeah. uh, and say, no, I mean, I, I, look, I mean, I don't know how good Lance is going to be. I think he's a, to me, Lance was like a judge machine. He just threw the ball as hard as he could last year. Mm-hmm. You know? And I didn't see the athleticism that, that you would think he had, you know, in terms of eluding Kyler Murray to me, I don't, ha- I don't understand the Kyler Murray thing at all. He's got two yep. years. Let him play it out. Like what has Kyler Murray done uh, to prove that he's an elite quarterback? He's not in the top five quarterbacks in the league. Are you got to pay him $45 million a year?
0: Did he's in watch? the top five the first eight weeks of the year. I don't know yeah, if there's an award they, or a contract for that. Yeah, right.
4: But as Buddy Ryan once eloquently said, there's a place in football for the little man. It's just not in front of the big man. And Kyler right. Murray gets in front of the big men. That's exactly what you said is true. His second half of the season is the shit. The Seattle game, and then when you rush him a certain way and make him play quarterback from the pocket where he can't see, it's the same problem Russell Wilson has. And when Russell loses his movement, it magnifies. I, 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 think, I think Arizona's crazy if they pay this guy all this money. I think the plays are sensational. The beat beat beep plays are great. Beep-beep all over. But to me, he's the mayor of Munchkin <laughs>
0: And now, New Copkins is uh, is uh, the mayor of Munchkinland. Who was that in uh, Sopranos? That was, that was um, Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley's character, right. But Tony eventually kills him, right? And that's a little problem. Two with Italian it. guys come over and kill him. Yeah, they sure do. That's right. In his driveway. I remember that. Oh, oh what a great show. Uh, but uh, the bigger point, though, about the NFC West, I think it all of a sudden, whereas last year, every team had to hit 10 or 11 games to, to get their over, their projected win total. Now I think it's like the, the third, maybe the fourth most competitive division in football, right? I mean, yeah. uh, AFC North is more competitive. Uh, AFC, AFC East might be more AFC, competitive at AFC this point. AFC East might.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, every division becomes competitive based on who's the quarterbacks. Right. You know, And the problem is, is you've got an unproven Lance, you've got an unproven Geno Smith and Drew Locke, You've mm-hmm. got Arizona, which is good for eight games of the year. And then you've got Matt Stafford. So that's what happens. I mean, that's why the AFC South, you've got, you know, you you have Trevor Lawrence, you've got Davis Mills, you know, you've got Matt Ryan coming back, and then you've mm-hmm. got Ryan Tannehill
0: coming off the couch. Who has the worst quarterback situation in the NFL right now? Is it the Panthers? Is it... The Giants, maybe the Texans, as you mentioned. Although Davis Mills wasn't terrible.
4: He wasn't terrible. I mean, I think it's the Seattle. I think Geno Smith. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Okay.
4: I think Geno Smith and, and Drew Locke have to be the worst. Now, look, I I think they're, you know, I mean, obviously Sam Donald's had moments of playing good. He's had a lot of bad moments of playing poorly, too. So, mm. you know, I mean, I think those are the two teams that are sitting there. Now they drafted the kid Corral in the third round. Will he play? I doubt it. But mm. you know, the, the thing with Baker is is nobody wants to pay the eighteen million? Nobody wants to take the eighteen million off their hands. Sure, you know once they traded for, for Watson, they were. I mean,
2: they weren't going to get away from that eighteen million.
0: Right. Yeah, they're stuck. Well, Harry hates Sam
2: Dalton. Harry, you have a question for Mike, right? Yeah, just hey, Mike. I just uh, I know Bills aside here, Bills fans are wondering. Uh, I don't care about winning the division playoffs. Are the is this the year, Mike? Is this the year the Bills do make it to the Super Bowl?
4: You know, I I was never a uh, coming out of college. Josh Allen, I respected his athleticism. I just didn't think he could improve his accuracy, which he did, Harry. And Mm -hmm. I was wrong on that. And I think last year, Wyoming
2: was like 61% only, right?
4: Yeah. I mean,
2: last year, after the win
4: game, after the, the win game against New England, they changed what they did. They went to a single wing approach in the run game. And this guy is hard to tackle now. And when mm. they get him going in that run game and then he still do with the receivers, they have Gabriel Davis, you know, really came through for them with, to along with Diggs. I think they're going to be a hard team to play. Now they got to get over the 13 seconds. Cause that's all on Sean McDermott. I mean, you mm, yeah. him, he can't get away from that. That's going right. to haunt him until he wins the Super Bowl. Cause he's 13 seconds away. And I think they beat Cincinnati. I think they'll beat Cincinnati if they got a play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. right uh what else harry you said you had a couple questions
2: yeah um, when we mentioned the Rams. <laughs> mentioned the rams how good uh, is alan robinson going to be with stafford in la you know his entire career Allen robinson bears quarterbacks or jacksonville quarterbacks finally got matthew stafford i know they got woods in tennessee now but how good is he going to be and how much of an impact is he going to be for the rams moving forward and then the rams 10 and a half wins you like over
4: You know, in that division, I I think you got to look at that strongly. I mean, the Rams have been fortunate. They've been able to skirt these injuries. They've done a great job, but not not a lot of depth. They've been able to get by with it. But I think what Robinson does is he takes the pressure off a cup, right? So he gives them right. another, another guy to throw the ball to without having to kind of put the, cause cup, they move around. I think Robinson will make all the plays they need to make and Stafford will get them the football. Their offense will be as good as it was last year. If not better, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if they even brought Beckham back as well. So, wow. so mm. uh, look, they're, they're all about stars in Los Angeles. And, and they, and those guys stay healthy. They're really good. They, the Troy Hill back really helps them, gives them another corner that plays in their scheme. Mm. Well,
0: Nice. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that should be noted, they play the AFC West in addition to the <laughs> NFC, which, which I, it sounds like we all think it's like uh on the decline, but they do play four games against the AFC West. So I don't know about the 10 and a half could be, I mean, they can win that division in nine and eight. It wouldn't be a problem, but, uh, Hey, you, uh, congrats. You finished another book. I don't know why you keep writing these books. I mean, they're great, but, uh, enough already. How do you find the time? This one's on the pro football hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, You you already have such great knowledge. What's your favorite thing you learned doing research about the Hall of Fame?
4: Oh, you know, the the fact that, uh, you know, from about 1936 to 46, maybe 1932 to 46, the the limited amount of African-American players in the league, the great Kenny Washington wasn't able to play. The only reason why the Rams were able to move to Los Angeles was because uh, of Kenny Washington's uh, resurgence at, at the stadium that was a, it was a stadium built with minority money from Los Angeles, black mm-hmm. money. And so for the, for the Browns, for the Rams to move there, uh, they had a, they had to segregate the game and that changed it. I mean, Kenny Washington went back and played in the college all-star game in 36 and George house wanted to sign them, but the other owners of the league wouldn't let him do that. So that, that's part of the book that I learned. A lot of it is, is, uh, kind of my take on, uh, the evolution of the game and what's happened, Uh, you know, tell stories about each player. I write up the top 100 players, but I don't do it in strong points, weak points. It's more of a, you know, you're talking about the great Lawrence Taylor, you know, he's the second pick overall in the draft that year. He comes comes out 26 out of 28 general managers were polled uh, who was the best player everybody said it was Taylor except for the great bum Phillips who drafted George Rogers. So it's a little bit about that. We talk about the Monday night football, how that emerged. um, And uh, the the impact of television within the game and the draft, the history of the draft, the draft was fascinating because Burt Bell took a train, a Pullman car to Minneapolis to sign this kid, Stan Conka as a, he was one of the best, one of the best fullbacks in the game. And the kid kind of met him at the hotel and, duped them and played them. And he got back on the train and Burt Bell said, if we don't have a draft, if we don't find a way to have a draft, well, this league won't survive. And he got the other owners to agree to it. And that's when Hallis and and these other great teams, the Giants had pretty much all the players.
0: It's hard to believe there was never a draft. Like, really, it really was just taking trains and visiting It, Yeah.
4: It was chaos. I mean, it was, you know, the great Don Hudson signed two contracts. He signed a contract Mm -hmm. with the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, of the of the league and he signed a contract with the green bay packers and and whoever when the commissioner at the time said whoever's contract reached my desk first that's who gets them
0: yeah. And because of that, it was no draft. Mel Kuyper Sr. was like digging ditches, right? Exactly. No, I don't know. I have no idea what he was talking yeah.
4: Sr., they didn't know what to do. You know, I talk about that too the evolution of draftnicks, about how the drugstore list came into play, which was a pharmacist in Cincinnati, and how these two guys from New York uh, really started the draftnick world and how that's happened.
0: Wow. wow. Uh, you're in New Jersey. We know you love the boss and big that was I guess that was the big off season news for you right yeah, that was really yeah, yeah. I
4: mean the fact that he's going to play Vienna I mean he's got two I've, I've seen him in Florence the fact that he's going to go to Vienna which I want to go and see Vienna I've always had a dream of seeing Billy Joel in Vienna and then playing oh, for yeah. me but I mean I would love to see the boss there plus he's playing in a town north of Milan which he loves he loves to he loves play. if you see any show of the boss in Italy it's incredible
0: what are you going to do? Are you ha- do you have dates circled on your calendar? Do they conflict well, with the NFL schedule? Off.
4: I got to get time off to get <laughs> over there, you know? And I, I got, But I do have, and he's going to have an American tour. I, I was promised the year we played Seattle in the Super Bowl, by Tony LaRusso, we we're all out to dinner, and he promised me that we would—he uh, would get me backstage so I could at least shake his hand. That hasn't come through, so I got—I got to cash <laughs> in on my promise.
0: Oh, really? Well, listen, maybe you know the stars will align, and you'll be able to interview the the boss in Vienna for the GM Shuffle podcast. Awesome, wouldn't
4: that be great? I, well, I did Stevie <laughs> Van Zandt this year, which was tremendous. It was <laughs> incredible.
0: He's incredible. always great. That's a great listen. It all is. GM Shuffle Podcast. Take a listen. Mike Lombardi. Mike, thanks for coming on. Terrific thanks, as always. Appreciate it.
4: Always thanks, appreciate Mike. You. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, thanks Mike. Take care, Mike. See you, buddy. Thanks, guys. There you go.
0: Appreciate you. Wow. He's, uh, he's terrific. He really nice. is. Babyface, that's a good booking. You never should have left that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's spot on. He's spot on about most things, really is. Like He really yeah. knows yeah, yeah. what's yeah. going on.
0: I
3: agree. And maybe. What's the title
1: it, of his book, Sal? What's what's the title? Well, I don't know
0: that. Is it out yet, Joel? I don't okay. think it's out yet. No, no.
3: He doesn't. Oh, he does, so he's working he on it. He doesn't okay. have a title yet, but. Uh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be great, I'm sure.
0: He was embarrassed uh, when I brought it up, but he's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I hope he's helping. Oh, I he certainly has. Wow. So, Barry, see, there's hope, man. We yeah, can right. We could all do right. it, for God's sakes. That's uh, fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Hey, baseball, this baseball season swing for the fences on FanDuel Sportsbook right now. New cost, new customers get $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code against the odds to get in on the action. FanDuel let you bet the money line, home run props, strikeout totals and so much more. Plus, you can combine your bets for an even bigger payday with the same Game parlay. If you haven't tried Fanduel now's the perfect time to give it a shot. Just join with promo code against the Odds, Turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets, win or lose exclusively on the Fanduel Sportsbook app. Let's talk baseball, but we're really talking football because not surprisingly, the biggest baseball news of the season was football, fantasy football related. It stemmed from <laughs> the 2020 NFL season. That first COVID year, Tommy Pham slaps Jock Peterson late last week. There's video of it. uh, And we see, and then we learn Jock Peterson's interviewed after. They said, what's that about? And he could have said, "Ah, I don't know. just, uh, you know, we had a little problem, a little disagreement. No, he goes into great detail about this fantasy football argument they had had two years before where he tried to stash a player. Who was it? Wilson Bright? Jeff Wilson? On IR. And fam's like, no, no, you can't do that. And Peterson's like, well, you did it too. I don't know. He got slapped as a result. It's really insane. I don't know who whose side you on, Harry, Fam or Peterson. To me, the fact that people are like, Oh, who there's there are sides to this? I mean, I love it's happening, but <laughs> I don't, there are I, don't sides? Even, I,
2: I don't even know what side I'm on, but I'm just, I mean, I guess I'm, I should be happy that you haven't slapped me for some of the trades that i have yeah, tried to make. Of gnarly. course you should
0: have been slapped over yeah. the years for this. Yeah. I, I mean, w- what is the statute of li- limitations on this parlay kid? Because um, we should be giving our friend Frank a beating who uh, <laughs> right. rarely sets his lineup. After well, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: This, it, it, it certainly um, rings familiar to us. Like yeah. with this type of thing, like you're like, does this happen in everybody's fantasy league where um, I just thought, yeah, the whole thing, I, I feel like in a way we're being punked with this whole thing. Like that, this can't be real. Yeah. This story cannot possibly be real. <laughs> uh, e- even seeing Peterson talking uh, about it, um, like just uh, his whole look about him didn't even seem real. <laughs> right. Did you see him? Like That guy's a major league baseball player. I know. Like, I, I don't get it. It's like he you just thought he was like some softball guy uh, up the road, like playing slow pitch softball. I, I've had the experience like,
0: of talking guy. to him. He seems like a nice guy, but yeah, he's out there a little bit. But hey, fam certainly is a big, out there. Fam's a big baby. I actually wouldn't mind having either of these guys or these types of guys in our fantasy leagues. Um, but uh, shit, I've, it's never gotten physical. The closest I could say is, um, and this isn't even fantasy, but when I was dominating, and you guys know this, the NHL, 94, 93, I would beat people. I'd do that look away goal. You don't know, Paul? I can't remember, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you just look at the up person the and score. Yeah, yeah look yeah, away yeah. and score. And <laughs> Stephen Bonavita, our friend, took exception to it and clocked me in the, uh, in the jaw because I was uh, taunting too much. Now, did I deserve it? No, I actually don't think so. I think it was a video game. I don't think anyone deserves it. But for God's sakes, what a Tommy Fam! Get it together. What are you doing?
1: Peterson held himself Silly. together. It seemed like too right. He was just like whatever. Silly.
3: Yeah, Sal so was. Be- so was that the best slap of the year? Oh, interesting! Wow, no, no, we got to
0: now we got to put that up there, babyface, because you got you got a lot now, right? You got Will that's Smith. True. That's you got true. Tommy Fam. You have people who are just slapping the shit out of each other. Wow. Yeah. It's
3: unbelievable. I will say, I've on. always wanted to slap the shit out of Frank for some of his.
0: <laughs> <things. laughs> you yeah. your opportunity, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I, I just I love that it was two years ago. I love the the one thing I don't love is Fam won't shut his mouth about how much money was involved, and I'm like, this is going to be a problem. I know it's football to baseball, baseball to football, mm-hmm. but if once you start squeaking about how much money's right. involved and there's hundreds of thousands of dollars and don't fool yourself fantasy is gambling um and then you got the woges of the world like huh you see uh-huh players are fighting on the field because right. of fantasy and gambling and all that and i don't like that uh, i guess it's better than if it was like a racial in, uh, implications but he was fined one hundred and eleven thousand dollars. now i'm dying to know how much the the league fee was, and how much the prize prize was. If this was in fact worth it, I don't know. Um, I know these Silly. guys get involved in big big time games, but the fact is, it was like a GIF that he showed. Right, he took it a step further. Of uh, yeah,
3: about the Padres, something making fun of the Padres.
0: Yeah, collapsing under weight or something. Yeah, yeah.
3: Fam's a big baby,
0: and I'll say it to his face uh, right there. <laughs> um, but uh, interesting stuff. Let's get to hockey. Carolina Rangers. Spaghetti isn't even with us. Uh Rangers dispatched uh, this Canes team. My God, what they went 6 2? Mm. Mm, gotta give yeah. them credit. Five games facing elimination. They won all of them. And then we're only through the first two rounds. They're still they're halfway through it uh winning the cup. Uh all the teams are. The conference championships start tonight. Oilers avalanche. We'll preview that in a second. But right now, Tampa Bay minus 190. The Rangers plus 160 for the series. The Rangers have home ice advantage. Paulie Kidd, I'm going to ask you, as Howie Rose pointed out on Twitter, Islander fans obviously hate the Rangers, but protective of the dynasty from the early 80s. Sure. So what do you root for here? You got to well, root against I the Rangers.
1: Well, I think it's simple. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, they're rolling the dice here. Yeah. But the strategy of the Islander fan right now would be to root for the Lightning. Losing the fun, And hope that the Avalanche beat yeah. the Lightning. That's right. the ideal situation here for the yeah. Islanders fans. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, do the Islanders fans hate the Rangers that much? I guess they do. Um,
0: they should. So, Isn't that the biggest New York? That's the biggest New York rivalry, right? Giants fans and Jet fans. I know people well, that root for both. They can't root for both, right?
1: I don't know anybody who roots for both.
0: People no, root for the Mets and Yankees. Do you know, I don't know anyone that roots for Rangers and well.
1: The, the, and that's the thing is, and the, well, the difference for at least the Mets and Yankees, they play in different divisions, yeah, right? right. Yeah. So the Islanders. The Islanders, I mean, in the Nets, no matter what, I they're better than the Knicks, but it still just doesn't feel like a rivalry. Right. right? So it's in the Jets and Giants, uh, they're again two different leagues. Yeah. Islanders and Rangers are in that same division. It's by far the mm-hmm. best rivalry in New York. It's a it's a very passionate rivalry. Um, yeah, you know.
0: It's a big rivalry in Hawaii, too, apparently, because that's where Spaghetti is watching these games or not watching these games. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He comes back. I don't back. know what's going on. I mean, he's taking and, uh, a lot of shit, babyface. You saw that on Twitter. He's taking a lot of shit for, uh, for, for counting his team dead. I don't think he actually said they're dead, but when, he, when he's picking the Penguins three games in a row, he's insinuating that they're going to lose. I know we all do that a little to an extent. but
2: No, I don't but know, he but,
1: said that in that series. In that he, series, he said it was over. He, said he did it say over. it once.
2: I he, thought he, he did, did say it
1: once. He, he pretty much said that st- that Penguin series was over. He said it during right? the
0: podcast, or did uh, he say it? Michael. Uh, maybe Michael,
1: that would be great was if you could do that up. I mean <laughs> I thought that was with us when he said you know what, he he, might, yeah. the game he, yeah. he didn't watch. He said he wasn't watching it. So it was over.
2: Yeah. 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 He said, he right, Harry? Babyface, did he it say, say it was over? He did say it once. Yeah,
3: yeah. He I think he said he was gonna stop watching. I don't know if it was trying to reverse curse, but I mean, what I'm, really, right. I'm he upset it, he was about. I'm
2: upset at the time.
3: No, what I'm upset about, I, I am, is these guys, they went against the Penguins. They rooted for the Rangers in the first series. They should have never done that. And now we're stuck with the goddamn <laughs> well, Rangers. I, you're right. You're 100% right.
0: No, no, no. The goddamn Penguins would have been worse. No, I'm oh, telling you. Joel, Maybe this not this for too, these guys. And, so and the Joel,
2: Rangers right, got home ice. We mentioned that last show. So, you know, in Tampa Bay, minus oh, 190. I mean, this is going to be I, great.
1: Rangers haven't played a starting goalie yet either the <laughs> and, 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 you
0: know <laughs> good point, so,
2: good point I mean geez they've been playing everyone's
0: third string all right so but for tonight uh the Oilers are plus 195 for the series Avs minus 240 a little tighter for game one Avs minus 188 Oilers plus 155 uh I'm taking the Avs in the series four to one I think they blow out this Oilers team uh Edmonton is just a really good matchup I think against Calgary they struggled against the Kings, Meh, average team. I think the Avs slap them around, take four to five, plus 370. Uh, brother Bry, what are you going to say for this series?
3: Yeah, I found a fun, you know, depending on where you live, FanDuel has some really fun specials for hockey. So I found yeah. one that was, I'm, I'm sure you guys are all going to love it. I mean, I just, I think it's really fun to root for, but McKinnon, Dreisaitl, McDavid, all to score two plus goals in Jeez. this series. I do think it's a pretty... I think it's a pretty long series. I feel like the Oilers finally figured out how to win. They played really well, the Oilers, for the last like three months of the season. They've been really good. Mm-hmm. All three of these guys had two plus goals in both series so far. And Dreisell and McDavid have kind of been playing out of their minds. Um, you know, one of these guys definitely might have two goals in one game. Yeah, or, you know, this or, might happen. Or tonight. multiple. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things, right? I expect. There to be a couple of high scoring games in this series. So I I, I really like this one. I mean, it's that's minus one thirty-four. It's pretty yeah. it's a fun, fun one to root for.
0: Minus mm-hmm. one thirty-four. McKinnon drive sidle and McDavid all the score two or more uh goals. Yep. All right, Harry. What's uh so that's your series pick. Harry, what's yours? I'm going uh I think you and part get both have Avs in six.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Avs four games to two at plus three ninety. Uh uh, the Avs did have the most points in the Western Conference at 119, 15 more than the Oilers. Um First-time ABS are in a conference final since 2002. Both teams are loaded on offense. But I think this series might come down to ex-Coyote goaltenders here. And I'm on to side, like I said, with the Avalanche, Darcy Kemper, so far in the playoffs this season, giving given up um, 2.44 goals per game. And Mike Smith giving up more for Edmonton. A lot of times I make a bad mistake uh, defensively. Sometimes it hasn't cost them. It will against the Avalanche, if that's the case. He's given yep. up 2.81 uh, goals per game during the regular season and 2.71 in the playoffs. So I think goaltending wise, we're looking at Kemper a little bit better than Mike Smith. And just overall, Avalanche is a little bit better than when taking four games to two.
0: All right, Polly kid, you're right. right?
1: There. Yeah, Harry's right. Um, the goaltending situation advantage uh, Avalanche by right a little bit, not a huge margin, mm-hmm. but definitely there. Defensively, Avs are better. Uh, and the Avs are, are a deeper team. Their four lines are better than Edmonton's four lines. But with the stars Edmonton has, they're capable of winning a couple games here just based on those guys. But the Avs are the more well-rounded team. They're the deeper team, and they're slightly slightly—they're uh, better on defense, and their goaltending is uh, slightly better. So they have all those advantages. but the Oilers are good enough to sneak out a, a few wins here because their stars are playing at such a high, high level.
0: All right, I'm going to jump on for game one picks now. I'm going to jump on that goaltender uh, narrative right there. Darcy Kemper, over 29 and a half saves. I had this with Igor yesterday. It was over in the middle of the second period. This is a Mm. gem on FanDuel here. And I'm worried they're going to start adjusting these to a point where it's not worth it. But over 29 and a half saves. I don't think Edmonton wins the game, but they pepper the crap out of these goalies. They have six guys with 25 or more shots in the playoffs. They have two with over 50 two have 51 and it's not dry side on McDavid. It's Kane and Hyman. So it's right. nice. They have 35 or more shots in seven of the last eight games. It's wide open series. Again, take this before it uh, changes. I think we're going to start seeing like 33, 34 saves as the over under in some of these uh, games, but take Kemper over 29 and a half. Harry, you like a player prop here.
2: Yeah. You just mentioned uh Evander Kane uh, of the Oilers. South, I'm going to take him tonight in game one. Over a half a goal scored at plus 174, 12 playoff games. He's got 15 total points. 12 of those points are goals. Uh, He's coming in hot, five goals in his last three playoff games. And his last game that he played against the Avalanche had four points in the game, had a hat trick. Three goals. So give me give Vander Kane over a half a goal at plus 174, a pretty good price.
0: There you go. All right, brother Bry, what do you got? You got another Edmonton over here. Huh?
3: Yeah, I mean, I like Harry's there. That's a good one. Uh, I'm stealing uh, Parley Kids here, his EP pick that he had of Dry settle mm-hmm. over a half of assist at minus 140. I'm surprised Grace. it's minus 140. I feel like it should be like minus 300. I mean, Dry to me, yeah. I know Harry's been talking him up forever. Uh, but definitely been one of the, uh, probably the most impressive player in the playoffs so far. But he has a he has eleven assists in the last three games, fifteen assists in the last five. I mean that's that's, pretty 20, insane. In that's crazy. twenty in the last eight. Twenty in the last eight. Yeah, now, it's crazy numbers. Crazy
2: numbers. Cra-
3: crazy numbers. And now you're getting you know you need one for minus one forty, which I feel like is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and the two you know he didn't have the best games necessarily against Colorado in the regular season, but he still had assists in two of the yeah. three games. So. I think, yeah, you know, it's is, I really feel like it should be minus 250. This is this. another
0: hidden gem, especially consider uh, considering McDavid's props are so pricey. So you're know, looking right at it there with Dry Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. This was like bare, this is almost even, right? Last week. And now they've juiced it to minus 140. Yeah. Should still yeah. be a winner. Parley kid, like, yeah, this is more conventional. This is what I like. I think I took something like this last week, but abs, uh, not including overtime, over three and a half goals, right?
1: Yeah, over three and a half goals here for the abs today. I could see this being, a, you know, five five-goal-plus game here for the Avs. It could go both ways here. This series is going to play fast. I don't see these teams letting up, right? Like, we know in this Eastern Conference, the games can get gritty and the grinding. Mm-hmm. I just think this is going to be up and down uh, almost uh, the whole pace of the game, every game. Uh, so yeah. I think tonight they get they get off to a fast start. Smith, he's been solid for Edmonton, but he you could certainly score on him. Avalanche you could
0: score in th- from three hundred yards away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's right.
1: That's right. So abs over three and a half goals. That doesn't include overtime. So you get
0: it at minus mm-hmm. one thirty two. Not bad. I love it. All right, there you go. And tomorrow the uh, Eastern Eastern Conference starts tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's correct. At the Garden, yep. Tampa Bay. We'll preview that tomorrow. We're gonna go over. We'll announce the winner of the prop quiz contest for over the weekend. What else we got? Uh, it's June 1st tomorrow. we got the Summer of Harry coming Archie's up. Archie's right?
1: birthday tomorrow, right? Archie, so- Mar- Jesus, oh, 17 years is- old.
0: By the way, the poly kit, we had, we had uh, my son uh, Harrison had a tournament this week and eight-year-olds running around. This was the first one. They came in third out of 14 teams, which is good. The, the, it was a little weak, the tournament, I will say. Top five teams were probably good. But this was the first one where you could run on the pitch. The first one, the eight year olds, normally you have to wait till the catcher the ball ball crosses the plate, then the then the runner could take the lead. Now the ball leaves the pitcher's hand, the runner could take off. So it was a frigging merry-go round. It was just you know. How, how it could is you with throw
1: that. anybody out? A at lot that of level. times
0: you didn't. A lot of times the catcher just eats it. Uh there's a right. play at third every now and then. And if there's a wild pitch, the, the player the runner on third could score. So it was just, Ooh. it was that. So our coaches are uh, aggressive, but not like some of the, co- we lost 13-12 to the team who won it. And that team was just, I mean, if the catcher wasn't looking for a second, they would go. If the pitcher was like lollygagging it back to the around, it was ridiculous how they were sending kids. And there was a deep backstop parlay kids. So uh, anything on a free, oh, oh no. that was it. The Ate deep backstop, the deep everything was scoring. So <laughs> uh, hate it. It's driving me no. nuts. But anyway,
1: uh, it's the worst at youth levels. Yeah, deep backstop. Yeah. Stupid if they
0: can score on every pitch. My God. Yeah. Uh So that's yeah, walk.
1: Sad. A walk is a triple. Yeah. Right. Possibly like a home run. Yeah. You'd if he just a guy up first,
0: he's, he's yeah. going to probably score yeah. with one out, but or yep. no outs. But anyway, so that's that. That's the rest of my summer. Uh, every weekend's going to be one of those. <laughs> uh, Harry, you have uh, what are you going to do? You have summer waking up, uh, Angie.
2: Uh yes, yeah, she's uh she's, Ken wants yeah. me to talk about this now. What happened? Oh, he does. He already yeah. uh mentioned. listen, I'm I'm all set to, listen, forget about that. I'm I'm set to text uh, Lombardi about going to Springsteen in, in Europe next week. You next, don't next like week.
0: Springsteen. Next I, I,
2: actually I've been three times. His concerts are great. They are I great. know his concerts are great, but you mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I like I, there's there I have a, I have fifteen songs of Springsteen that I really do like. A lot. Is
0: that right? Yeah. I'd ask you to name them, but I don't want to embarrass you.
2: I really
0: don't cover me. Cover me. Yeah, that's you're gonna stop (laughs) there.
2: Waiting on a sunny day.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I can go (laughs) on. Well, this (laughs) is not a great feat.
0: Springsteen's been around for like 50 years. If you can name a few songs, it's not that. It's not that (laughs) big a deal.
2: But all right,
0: good job by you. Go wake uh, Angie up. We'll be back. We're gonna do race to 10 Thursday for game one. We got some hockey. Uh and there you go. Uh yeah, he doesn't say born to run, right, baby? Baby face?
2: <laughs> I don't born love that run. one. I don't love that one.
0: You know, there are two no. borns in there. You don't even throw them in there. <laughs> uh born in the USA, born to run. Go see Top Gun is the other thing. Uh John Hamm was in it. Fun movie. Mikey meatballs. didn't love it. He's the only one I know oh, in the country. I mean, that I,
3: I mean, I would have I would have guessed you that. Know? I mean, I I didn't see it. You know, again, Parley Kid said he never saw the first one. I saw the first one so long ago, but I hated it. Yeah. Um, but I, I heard from everybody, this is way better. Um,
0: well, it's better because the technology is better and they could really have like dogfights. The, the 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 planes could really go at each other and it ends up be becoming like a decent war movie, I thought. But I will say this, Parley Kid, in your defense, I know you were shitting on the original. I showed the kids the original before we went and they yeah. were bored bored to tears. Bored, yeah. it, was like three, mm-hmm. it was like three interesting scenes, but they were like yeah. 80s interesting but I get it. Right. But I will say this. You could see the new one without without seeing or enjoying mm. the first that's one. That's good. Yeah, that's good yeah, to that's know. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's I good to know. Good. But yeah. yeah, if you Top Gun isn't even in the top how yeah, <laughs> the 80s movies were awesome. Like yeah. <laughs> like right. Top Gun you're, to D, me. You're right.
2: You're right, Dave. It's not
1: even well, close. It's not the, even in the top
3: uh, 100 or
1: 200. I don't even know. You're right on
3: yeah. Dave. I will say what Top Gun gave us though was Hot Shots, which is one of the classic comedies <laughs> ever.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, and there's no denying
3: that. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow and the rest of the week. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds For Mike Lombardi, for Babyface Joel Solomon, for Mikey Meatballs and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal Singh. So long and happy handicapping.
2: Nah, nah, nah.